are listening to Manufactured with Kim von der Weert and Jessie Lee, a podcast about sustainability and the making of fashion. Join us every week in conversation with the people who manufacture what we wear. This is part two of our conversation with Gladys Tang. She's a senior sustainability manager for Chibo Merchandising Hong Kong. Chibo is a German brand selling a wide variety of products across Europe. In case you miss it, in part one of this conversation, we focused quite heavily on inadequacy of social audits. Gladys herself started her career in sustainability as a social compliance auditor, and the experience left her feeling extremely frustrated. She shares why her experience left her feeling that conventional approaches to sustainability were inadequate, and ultimately led her to Chibo. We covered why she thinks the Chibo brand has been so willing to acknowledge the shortcomings of social audits, why she thinks dialogue is the key to a more sustainable future, and what she thinks it would take for more brands to follow in its footsteps. In this episode, part two of the conversation, we get into the details. What kind of dialogue does Gladys think supply chain actors sh should engage in, and how does Chibo strive to leverage its participation in the We program to support dialogue across the supply chain? How did Chibo overcome supplier reluctance to participate in the program? We also put some pretty hard questions to Gladys, like how does Chibo ensure alignment between purchasing and sustainability departments, and how do they address supplier concerns around price? A quick bit of context about the We program: it stands for the Worldwide Enhancement of Social Quality, and was started back in 2008 in partnership with GIZ. The program runs in factories in Bangladesh, Cambodia, China, India, Myanmar, Pakistan, Turkey, and Vietnam. These factories produce garments and textiles, as well as jewelry, electronics, furniture, metal, and kitchenware, and leather items for Chipo and other international customers. Our episodes this week are thanks to our collaboration with the GIZ Fabric. The fabric project is commissioned by the German Federal Ministry for Economic Cooperation and Development, and supports the Asian textile industry in its transformation towards fair production for people and the environment. Gladys was a speaker on the eighth edition of GZ Fabrics' online seminar series called "Getting Through the Crisis Together: Asian Dialogues on Sustainability in the Textile and Garment Industry." If you are on Instagram, please follow us to grow the conversation at Manufactured Underscore Podcast, or sign up to our weekly newsletter instead on our website www.manufacturedpodcast.com to find out what we're reading, what we're thinking, and what we're wishing. If you like to support us financially, you can make a Patreon donation via our homepage. To find out more about the GIZ Fabric Project and the seminar series "Getting Through the Crisis Together: Asian Dialogues on Sustainability in the Textile and Garment Industry," check out the links we've put in our show notes. And finally, don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes and hit subscribe. So, in part one of this conversation, you made a very strong case for dialogue as the future of sustainability in the fashion industry, and you cited the you you referenced the We program a number of times as an example of how to do that. But before we get into the We program, I want to zoom in 
on this word dialogue and, and get a better sense of what you mean with this word? So for dialogue means like the, we have people um, come together for a courageous and deep conversation and make and make changes, make the changes that they want to have. So this is what dialogue means to us. It's not simply like talking like us, but actually I think your podcast, your 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 our conversation want to bring something out of it. It's not just cheat and chat and buy. We want to bring something out of it, right? When you're talking about Chibo and dialogue, who exactly is in, involved in that dialogue? Is it dialogue between factory management and workers? Is it dialogue between workers and Chibo or how, like, or all of the above? Who are the, the stakeholders that you see as essential to participating in that dialogue? They are workers, workers' representative, middle management, like supervisors, or the factory management, even the owner. So they are our targets for the conversation. So um, for the reprogram, as I mentioned that, the dialogue itself is the base of the program. And dialogue is not simply just talking and chit-chat without anything. Actually, the goal for the reprogram is to have industrial change on human rights condition in production. So the more the changes it happened in the production floor, it means that's the success of the program. So um, I can share you uh, one of the touching story from our worker in, in one of the Indian factory who proved me why dialogue works and how important to have courageous conversation to make changes. A lady used to work in a section of a textile factory where there were mostly men. So one day, one of the stand, one of the started making comments, say how she must have no morale standard to be willing to work among men. So weeks passed by and he keep harassing her. So the other men see that, but didn't do anything, didn't stop him. So during the WE program workshop, we talk about discrimination, harassment, and abuse. So she broke down. She told her story in front of the people. So the HR manager at the same time, also in the workshop, he was shocked when he listened to her story. He said he would do whatever he needs. He would talk to her coworker and move that lady to a different spot, different place of a factory, the working place. So for the factory, the case was settled, but she still feel maltreated. She still feels something there because, well, yes, one hand she feels safer because she was moved to another location, but she still feel like it's not the end because this person still not apologize to her. So our we facilitators, I mean the facilitators uh, who work for the program, he asked the manager, hey, let's make the case more official. So have this worker, this male worker apologize to this lady. So uh, when the program started with the HR manager was convinced that there were no case of harassment or discrimination in this factory. I believe it's quite similar to 
yeah, some other factory. Yeah, I don't have any problem. No case, no harassment in my factory. Everything I'm happy. I mean, every workers are happy. But that story of that lady really uh, sheltered his belief. So, yeah. And um, that's uh, make me see from this story that it's showing what dialogue works and why this conversation, this this courageous conversation is important. If he, if this lady don't take the courage to speak out in the workshop, the issue is still there. And it also proving us auditing cannot or difficult to spot the issue and keep auditing and auditing doesn't help. It sounds really nice on paper, but I'm curious, was it hard to get suppliers on board? Um, and was there, I imagine anyway, I don't know if this is true, but I assume that there was probably quite a bit of resistance just because, not because I think, again, I speculate, you can tell me if this happened or not, but not because people don't necessarily believe in what the, the WE program is, is trying to do, and, um, but maybe because they don't trust, like, uh, well, let me put it this way. We talked to a lot of suppliers and also I think Jesse and I ourselves too have been in positions like this where we didn't totally trust the brand on the other side and we're very reluctant to speak openly in in front of them. And so when you come with a program that really requires dialogue, that is a requirement, is some kind of trust and willingness to 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 speak openly. Yes, Kim, you uh, uh, pointed out um... Um, so clear. So we see that if we create a safe space for people, then they can speak and they will speak up. And of course, um, there will, at the time we invite our factory, we have cases that they are so spoofed to join. Yes, I'm happy to join. But we also have some cases it's difficult and they still reluctant to join the program. But it we have to face to the situation because um, they also need to know that um, there may be some consequences because this is the requirement from outside on certain countries and it will bring to some consequences on our sourcing decision. And sometime it may also lead to the termination of our business relationship. So this is a really interesting question because on the one hand, we talk about safe space and you know uh, an environment where people feel free to share their real experience. On the other hand, which kind of in a way, maybe you can call it a carrot, you know, some kind of positive incentive. On the other hand, we, there's a stick, right? Which is like, okay, it's a safe space, but <laughs> really I'm also twisting your arm a little because if you don't do it, you're going to lose the... The orders. I mean, is that a is that a contradiction, or can those two things, in your view, kind of go to get together? Yeah, I didn't say that if if uh, suppliers don't join, they will lose the business. But I said, um, in some cases, in particular, because the whole V program, um, um, we want to provide a safe space so that we know the challenges, um, the situation that the factory are facing. And, um, and especially this is for the country that we see um, quite a high risk that we would like to support our factories 
and suppliers uh, running the business and producing our products. And when we offer this kind of support and, and on the other hand, with some reasons behind or from their side that um, they don't want to join. And we see that country is quite a high risk country, but auditing doesn't help. Then what do you want us to do? I cannot face to the public like, oh, this is high risk country. I still put in my orders in this factory. On the other hand, I providing support to them. They say no. And then we just put ourselves into a difficult situation. And I believe yeah. the factory as well. So I also need to share the stuckness from us. And that's why we need to lead to some consequences. What do you think? Uh, I'm curious about your ideas that uh, what are the differences between those two, roughly saying two uh, types of suppliers in the same country? Why some suppliers are willing to join the program and willing to speak up? And some suppliers seems they, they tend to, let's say they tend to avoid those communication channels or avoid communication. Or, or maybe a way to flip the question is to ask, like, what, what do you think makes a supplier feel safe enough? Or what makes us, like you mentioned this word, safe space for a conversation? What makes a space safe for a supplier? Yeah, I see that a conversation is always come from both sides. If one side provides a safe space, but the other one don't want to go into, the conversation cannot be happened. So we need both sides. So... Um, when we invite the suppliers to join the program, we uh, we do select them, not randomly. You just join Chibo uh, recently and then come and join the program. No, we really invest our, our we, we invest to this factory. So I think that's also a commitment between both. So we really need a honest and transparent conversation. So we are transparent and open to them what happened if like this and that. And we also happy and open to listen to them, what challenges they're facing. And that's why we offering this program to support you. This, yeah, this is um, a, a, a mutual, um, yeah, a mutual relations for a conversation. Why do you think it's important that the like that the brand gets involved in this? Like, what's their contribution or value added? Why do you think that a factory management team and a worker can't just like do this by themselves? Yeah, we see that we are working in a complex world. So, and we are working with humans. So everything involves humans. They're all inter, uh, interrelated. So maybe some very simple task issue can be solved by two person or three person involved in the process. But when we are talking about like sexual harassment, like discrimination, so it's not just three of us can change. Everyone need to take their part. If everyone do the same, we have hope to make the changes in a wider level. In a way, that's what we're talking about is these problems are systemic, which means we're all, every actor in some way is I think the word guilty is quite strong, but is implicated in some way, has some sort of responsibility. So how does Chibo see like their responsibility in that kind of situation? Because a lot of brands will say, well, this is the factory management. They need to, they need to do their job better, right? When we talk about systematic problem, we need systematic change. So um, um, for example, the, the wages of workers, 
and I always listened uh, from our factory about the pressure they get from price. And yes, um, price pressure is an issue and it's a problem. Yeah, because when we look at our supply chain, so we have our suppliers, they have their factories, and inside the factory, they also have different buyers, different brands. And those brands, they are also not small and some are big buyers. I'm so glad you brought up price because that was high on our list of things we wanted to ask you about. You know, dialogue is great, but, you know, a lot of suppliers we talk to would say, but it has to do with the price, with the unequal distribution of financial risk that makes it very difficult to ensure decent wages and livelihoods. And a lot of the suppliers we talk to will also complain that the sustainability departments within brands and the purchasing departments within brands aren't totally aligned. They're working towards a different set of incentives and that this internal conflict within the brands also makes it very difficult for the supplier. So what I read between the lines here when I hear you talking about uh, that a factory produces for many different brands is that Chibo can't solve this alone. You can look at alignment between your different internal departments, but it, it won't be enough. It has to have a systematic approach. And that's why Chibo uh, also commit ourselves to ACT. You mean your involvement like in the ACT in the ACT program, the Action yes, Collaboration act. Transformation. Yes, correct. Yeah. I would like to uh, share a little bit about the elephant model. Maybe you also heard something about that from, from other occasions. So we talk about the elephant model means like, think about there's an elephant in the room and we ask the blind people to come. And then what they do is they touch what is in front of them. So some of them, hmm, this is like something like a hairy. I think elephant is like an animal with a lot of hair on the above. And then another person come and touch. Hmm, I feel what I touch like a big trunk and very rough. Huh, I think the elephant skin is to be very rough and big and heavy. And then the other person come and they touch. Hmm, it's very soft, soft and flagged. Huh, I think the elephant is very soft in the skin and very thin. So if everyone just look at the elephant from their own perspective, then it is not the whole elephant. So, but if we invite other people to share what they see, by combining, ah, that's the whole elephant. So that make us to open our mind and impression about what elephants look like. It's important to invite um, everyone come to sit down and look at how our elephants look like. For example, how the price structure look like. So um, that's why we also, that is why we um, also see why ACT, the Action um, Collaboration is Initiative uh, works because it does involve um, 
more are about 20 uh, textile brands, uh, but also the Global Union Industrial All. So yeah, I think, yeah. And some and suppliers. Yes, and suppliers and employer association. And, and government too, right? Yeah, um, yeah, it depends on which country project okay. you're talking okay. about, <laughs> but in general, yes. And if you missed part one of this conversation, one of the calls to action Gladys put forward for suppliers, when we asked her what she wished suppliers might do differently in terms of how they engage with supply chain relationships, she brought up ACT and said that she wished more suppliers would join initiatives like ACT that really are multi-stakeholder and bring together all the people looking at the elephant, so to speak. Gladys, thank you so much for joining us and for sharing your time and your story with us and for helping us to continue to help supply chain actors understand each other just a little bit better. Thank you for listening to Manufactured. To learn more about our guests and the issues we've chatted about today, sign up for our weekly newsletter on our website, www.manufacturedpodcast.com, or find us on Instagram at manufactured underscore podcast. We'd also love to hear your stories and what you think. Collecting with listeners is the most rewarding part of what we do, so please don't be shy. To be the first to find out about new episodes, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. We'd also love it if you left us a review. Leaving a review helps other people find our show. And finally, if you'd like to support us financially, you can make a Patreon donation via our website homepage. Thanks for listening and see you next week.